for Wednesday, May 6th, 2020. This is Did You Wash Your Hands? We're a podcast from WABE answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, the city of Atlanta got a direct payment of tens of millions of federal dollars to fight the coronavirus all because of its U.S. census figures. Billions of dollars gets distributed like this every year, and some estimate that that number is up in the trillions. And so an undercount means less money for states, for counties, for cities. Roxanne Scott, who covers the U.S. census for WABE, joins me for a look at why the national headcount is more important than ever and how it's being complicated by the coronavirus. That's next. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for WABE's local coverage on maternal health and mortality comes from Georgia Health Initiative, whose mission is to inspire and promote collective action that advances health equity for all Georgians. Learn more at georgiahealthinitiative.org. Every 10 years, the U.S. government sets out on a monumental task, counting every living person in the country. It seems impossible even in normal times. The current pandemic has presented some new challenges, though. Roxanne Scott has been living and breathing everything U.S. census-related for WABE since the whole thing got started earlier this year. She's been tracking all the twists and turns COVID-19 has caused for the national headcount, and she joins me now for more. Hi, Roxanne. Hey, Sam. So let's start way, way back at the beginning. Um, there was actually a pretty big ramp up for the census months and months of preparation before this thing got started. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the Census Bureau takes um, years to prepare, but um, a lot of residents, most residents may have heard of um, rallies and in-person events and, and, hey, it's important to fill out the census. I attended one of these rallies um, in late October. There was like free pizza and tables with census paraphernalia. It was all very nice. And lots of neighbors meeting up and and taking photos and selfies. A nice community event. These are supposed to motivate people to to get out and, and get excited about this thing. Yeah, definitely. So you know, you know, I, I I'm expecting the draw with the free pizza and a chance to meet your community members. Is that oh, and by the way, we have this uh, important thing that happens every ten years, and it um, affects funding and politics, and you should know about it, and you should also fill it out. 
this uh, rally that I was at, there were city officials and community members, and they were really stressing the importance of the census. And um, a talking point that I hear usually um, is just how the census connects to money for communities, how the census connects to funding for schools, better schools, roads, parks, and, and even hospitals. Let us work together collectively to change that label, to change that narrative of being hard to count to one that is, we are hard to be ignored. So, so that was kind of the lead up to this national headcount getting started. When did that actually get underway and how was it going before the pandemic hit? Like I mentioned before, the census takes years to prepare, but the official count started earlier this year in January in remote Alaska. But this year, in 2020, most people are expected to go online to fill it out. This is the first that most people have the opportunity to fill out the census online. People were getting the census mailers in the mail around mid-March. This was a mailer that came with a code, and it really encouraged you to go online to fill out the census. And people were receiving those, and that was going fine. And then, of course, you know, we have a wrench, which is the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. quite a big wrench, a global pandemic. How has that changed how the census uh, is is really working this year? Yeah, so the census now has like um, suspended field operations. One of the things that census workers do is that they drop off paper questionnaires to residents who may not get mail at their address. So the census has suspended field operations until June, and it did announce this week that it's slowly ramping some of those field operations up. Um, It's also moved events and trainings for employees online. And so the big thing now is also the census has asked Congress to extend key deadlines into 2021. So um, by law, the census is supposed to deliver estimates to the president by the end of this year. And that's for reapportionment. And reapportionment determines how many seats a state gets in Congress. So the census has requested that that deadline be extended into 2021. Um, So that's one example of how the pandemic has has really changed how the census is doing its work. Another thing is that um, when it comes to these um, in-person operations, so for example, the census takes a few days um, to count those experiencing homelessness. It goes to places like soup kitchens and tent cities and parks and other places where the homeless may be. That was pushed back. And now there's no set date when that in-person count will happen. So this is the first U.S. census that has really encouraged people to fill out the survey online. Maybe is this good timing for this now that everyone is stuck at home and people can't really go out? Yeah, I mean, the Census Bureau thinks so. Um, So their messaging is that now now is the perfect time to go online and fill out the census because, you know, many of us are sheltering at home, sheltering in place. And so, you know, Census Bureau assumes that we have the time to go online and fill it out. This is the perfect time. The census line is that, you know, the, the survey takes 10 minutes. So this is a great time to do that. When you've run out of things to watch on Netflix and Hulu, go go do the census. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to take a, a lot of time, according to the Bureau. <laughs>
What about the kind of door-to-door nature of, of the census? My understanding is that people who don't fill out the survey online originally, or maybe in the past, wouldn't have filled out the first survey they would have received by mail, are going to get a knock on their door from a census worker to kind of encourage them to fill out the survey in person. That seems like that would be harder in the midst of a pandemic. So, so what's happening there? Yeah, so the census, this kind of, um, they call it non-response follow-up, I believe. And that's when, you know, people kind of familiar with the census knocking on your door and getting your responses. And that so far has been pushed back until about mid-August. Now, the census, when it starts ramping up the their field operations, it is providing workers with social distancing and safety guidelines, it says, and providing workers with masks as well. I want to kind of shift gears to some community organizations who are actually or were actually relying on some of those in-person events. I I attended some rallies where churches, local churches, were going to do their own kind of door-to-door canvassing. Of course, that's been suspended now. Um, And other rallies and festivals and town halls, like the rally like I attended in Clarkston, those are communities that are traditionally undercounted. So these organizations were really relying on that in-person, face-to-face contact to to reach um, these communities. So Roxanne, if this is how things have been complicated by this pandemic, what effect have we seen on the numbers? My understanding is the census tracks how many people have actually filled out their survey. There's a website the census has, and you can check that daily to see how many households have responded so far. You can get a percentage count nationally, statewide, and even by county and city. And so according to um, Stephen Dillingham, he heads the Census Bureau, the fact that people are staying home may be an advantage to getting people to fill out the census online. So here's um, Stephen Dillingham, and he released this video in mid-April, and he is he's talking about how well things are going. I'm Steve Dillingham, director of the U.S. Census Bureau. We have reached an important milestone. More than half of the nation's households have responded to the 2020 census. That represents I think um, an, an expert I heard from yesterday said that those numbers, the, the, the fact that the self-response rate right now is nearly 60 percent, is actually really, really good. And it does show that people may be taking this time to fill out the forms at home. So the fact that we're there, that for, from people I've heard of, that seems like a good projection for now. We are living in unprecedented times, and the census remains constant in our democracy. Stay safe, everyone, and remember, you can help shape your future. Respond to the census at 2020census.gov. Is there any concern that you have heard, whether from uh, census officials or outside observers watching this process, advocates working to make sure people are counted, that a pandemic is the kind of event that really can knock the census off its course um, and really kind of screw this whole process up? Yeah, I mean, um, from people I've talked to, the delays and even the request for an extension is not so much of a surprise because of the pandemic. But they do have this concern that they want to make sure that people are counted accurately, especially because the census does have a consistent problem with counting people accurately. And this delay has real consequences in how we do politics. So um, as I mentioned 
before about when the census delivers estimates. By law, the census is supposed to give these estimates, start giving estimates to the president by the end of this year. Well, because of the pandemic, they're requesting an extension into 2021. So that means the process of reapportionment or um, determining how many seats a state gets in Congress will be delayed. And it also delays redistricting. And redistricting is how states draw their legislative districts. It just strikes me that this count is happening at a time that the federal government is sending tens of billions of dollars in relief money to states who are fighting the coronavirus. Maybe this is the the, the perfect example of how important it is for the federal government to know how many people live in a certain place. Yeah, yeah. This count is extremely important right now. And for example, Atlanta's um, population count, um, that helped um, the city get money from um, the CARES Act. Um, this is what the mayor of the city of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, said about how they were able to get direct funding from the CARES Act. Uh, we did receive $88 million, I believe, on yesterday. So this is the mayor on one of the weekly calls with city council about COVID-19 updates. And the city got this money through the CARES Act, and they were able to get this direct funding because the population of the city is 500,000 or more. Um, That was the threshold to get direct funding through the CARES Act. Um, And so originally, you know, Atlanta wasn't eligible. The um, the population estimate that was used, it was just under 500,000. But what happened is that um, they used 2019 estimates, and that showed that the city actually did meet the threshold to get this $88 million directly. Direct funding, because under the original proposal of the act, Atlanta would not receive direct funding. So we did receive that on yesterday. This is just such a stark reminder of the reason why these numbers matter, why these counts matter. Yeah, um, I, this this really highlights why this all matters and why cities and, and, and towns and states really stress the importance of why the census matters. It determines federal money that goes to our communities. Billions of dollars gets distributed like this every year, and some estimate that that number is up in the trillions. And so an undercount means less money for states, for counties, for cities. And, I mean, you have to remember that the census only comes around every 10 years. So this is a chance to determine funding and politics for the next decade. That's why you hear a lot of advocacy organizations, community organizations, and the census itself stressing the importance of this is money for your communities. I mean... I can't tell you how many times I've been to a rally or a town hall or something about the census. And the, the focus really is this is money that can help improve your communities, whether you get another hospital, another school, another park. This is why the census matters and why you need to fill out that questionnaire. Roxanne Scott covers the U.S. Census for WABE. Did You Wash Your Hands is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. You can reach us with questions, comments, or controversy at washyourhands at wabe.org. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at S. Claude Whitehead. 
You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app, where you can also leave us a rating and a review. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org slash coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening. Have you donated to WAB yet? I know you've heard us talking about why it's important, but it doesn't have to be this big decision. You can give at whatever amount fits your budget. It can be a spur-of-the-moment thing. You already get so much out of public radio, so just go for it. Visit wab.org donate and become a member right now. And thank you.